This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Hello, Peter. What's happening? Uh... We have sort of a problem here. So are we going to be like almost all my other uh, podcasts that I listen to? And we're not going to talk about politics. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I, I, I wrote in the notes. I said, we, we have a president. Can we even talk about that? <laughs> we, we have a president, but we have had a president for a long time. We have a new president-elect. <laughs> so that's the part I'm not sure we can talk about. <laughs> Oh my God! Talk about controversial, but <clears throat> yeah, I don't what? know. I voted for myself, so you can't be mad at me. Uh, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I do, I do want to talk about this a little bit, and uh, since we're since we're off to a good start, um, but I don't want to talk. I, I'm not even going to name a name mm-hmm. of any candidate, but I am more interested in talking about. Both sides of the election, both sides of, well, two sides, I should say, of the, um, the election, mm-hmm. and the, uh, leading up to and after the votes. Okay. I'm more, I'm more interested in discussing that because, <laughs> I, you know, it's kind of funny. I was, listening, I was listening to a podcast leading up to the election, and um, it's uh, called The Great Love Debate. Uh-huh. And it's about a guy who I don't know if he is anymore, but he used to be a, like a dating coach, you know, dating relationship coach kind of thing. <laughs> and he was talking about how, um, you know, how how when people are split and politics is very important to them, and you know, sort of like defines who they are. It also, as you can imagine, defines who they will date. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he says how uh, you know, like Republican guys, they will date Republican girls. They will also date Democratic girls. Yeah. Democratic girls, she'll, they'll date Democratic guys, but they won't date Democratic uh, Republican. Republican guys. Mm-hmm. Democratic guys will date Republican girls and, you know, vice versa. But, but he says essentially that, you know, the Democrats, they're supposed <laughs> to be the party of open-mindedness and acceptance, and stuff, but they're the least accepting when it comes <laughs> to this. Don't you think that's a little odd? Uh-huh. And, it, and it's kind of funny. I don't think it's odd at all <laughs> because... <laughs> Um, I, you know, I will, I will admit that I lean a little uh, conservative these days, a little more libertarian. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I, I have always gotten a kick out of that because as, for as long as I can remember, uh, the people on the extreme left have been in my experience, less tolerant than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> and that includes the extreme right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've always gotten a kick out of that. It's made me. It's made me wonder. It's one of those things that makes you go, hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I always thought that was kind of funny. But uh, yeah. So I, uh, I, I've been relatively quiet on Facebook. I have not been posting any of my opinions and and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but I did. Uh, like I mean, Wednesday morning was. I was surprised. I mean, <laughs> I was watching. I was watching the election Tuesday night, mm-hmm. and I was with some friends. And all of them, uh, very left-wing, very yeah. you know, extreme, extreme left, very dyed-in-the-wool Democrats, and they were surprised at how the media was uh, 
kept everybody in suspense. Like every <laughs> 20 minutes, Wolf Blitzer would come on. Breaking news! Yeah, we don't know anything yet. <laughs> yeah, and and one of the one of the women there says. Says, um, do they do this on purpose to keep us in suspense? I was like, yeah. <laughs> do you not watch any TV? <laughs> this is a question. I was like, yeah, that's the whole point. The whole point of television is to sell things, and you know they do that by ads, and they get you to watch. I mean, that yes, this is totally exactly. So I got a kick out of that. I thought it was kind of funny. But, um, you know, as the night went on, I only stayed until about 9 o'clock. And, um, you know, it was like, oh, my God. I was kind of surprised because I frankly thought that the Republicans were going to go down in flames. That's that's what I thought, too. I think that's what a lot of people thought. But once again, I think we learned that the political... Uh, I mean, the, uh, the, the news, the news media, you know, with all these predictions and polls and stuff, they don't know. No. They have no clue. And, you know, you, you can't trust it. I mean, it was all it was it was Dewey defeats Truman once again. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it was right there. And um, so I, I got a, I got, you know, I'm an Aquarius. Mm-hmm. And and we have a reputation for being somewhat uh, detached at times. We can <laughs> be, and I'm feeling that now because I'm feeling a lot of um, just external observation. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking and I'm realizing that yes, a lot of my friends believe that you know January 21st nukes are going to be flying. Uh, anybody whose complexion is darker than mine is going to be deported. Uh, the gays are going to be rounded up and you know, that their marriages are going to be undone and all these other kind of things, which mm-hmm. are not outside the realm of possibility, but yeah. I find them to be way outside the realm of probability. <laughs> yeah. There's way too many reasonable people to allow that, but yeah. You know, and that's the thing is I'm I'm not I'm I'm there there's there's too many people I would like to think that there's too many people to allow that. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. It's certainly not going to happen quickly. I could see some of, you know, things moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um but it also makes me wonder, you know, like the last especially the last couple of presidents, uh, the president, the office of the, the executive branch has been accumulating more and more power. Mm-hmm. And none of the other branches have seemed to be stepping up to question this. Mm-hmm. And generally, when I look at this, you know, things like when when uh, proposals like term limits are given out or limiting the the power of an executive order or something, generally, um, uh, what I've seen is the government takes a very short sighted view on these things, mm-hmm. and you know, they're like, "Well, our dude is in office right now." So we want him to have more power. End of thought process and <laughs> yeah. discussion. Done. I'm like, I'm like um, guys, I, you know, no matter how you might redraw the uh, voting district maps to make them, you know, more friendly to you, that's not a guarantee that you're always going to be in power. And now all of a sudden, oh my God, he's in office and the world is going to end. And <laughs> like, well. Number one, he doesn't have that much. Well, okay, I suppose you know his hands are on the nukes, so he does have that much power. But the good news is that you know one of our biggest, uh, historically biggest adversaries, Russia, seems really happy with it. <laughs> 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 okay, great. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's not going to happen overnight. But like, dude, if you were worried about the president having that much power, then uh, why didn't you kind of say anything when the last guy was doing all these <laughs> other things that shouldn't have been doing? Because he was setting a precedent as president. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. <clears throat> so. There might be That's... some trimming up before the uh, the last guy. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. that, would be, that would be kind of interesting to see, though. If like, well, no, the Republicans are still they're in charge of the in uh, the, the yeah, not, nothing. They're in charge of Congress. Mo- I mean, at least uh, the Senate. I mean, they're not gonna. There's not gonna be huge change right now. Mm. So, well, it is. Um, it is interesting. Well. I'm going to step back to the media part. So, like, a few days before the actual election, I looked Mm -hmm. it up, and Bing had an election map, you know, like, predicted. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I only knew Tennessee as far as, like, what the temperature was of who was president. And Tennessee is a big red state. I mean... You think? (laughs) So, big red state. Big red state! (laughs) (laughs) You got it. So I knew that uh, I knew that it was that that Tennessee was going to vote Trump just no matter no matter what. So I looked down there. I was like, okay, where are we? And it showed the the polls as like twelve percent of Trump throughout the United States and like eighty seven percent for Hillary. And I was yeah, like, I said, you said in industry, you said their names. I was not I was not going to say any names. Oh. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it was the that was just the media polls, and I was like, "Oh wow, um, okay," you know. I was, I just figured, and you know, I'm not really, I'm kind of out of the media as far as like following that. So I was like, "Well, I guess it's gonna be like that," you know. Just that was that, and then, <laughs> then I couldn't believe Tuesday night how close it was. Yeah, no, it was it was a uh, I, I did I, I I might have bitten a nail at one point, so it it could have been a nail biter. Yeah, I remember. Well, when I went to bed, I was like, well, I've seen this before where a candidate has more electoral votes than the other. And California is a huge, you know, Florida, Hank, Florida's on the East Coast, but they seem to be the last ones to have their numbers in. Yes. (laughs) Come on. Isn't that funny? (laughs) Yeah. They got to feel important. It'd be nice if they would actually take the time to count the votes before they uh, turn them in and stuff. I mean, it's, just, <laughs> yeah. it's only common courtesy. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so so I, I'm, I'm getting a kick out of that. Um, Tuesday morning, I went to a yoga class and kind of not really terribly surprised. Um, the predominant feel uh, was was down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the folks who lean left do tend to be a little more emotional. They do to tend to be a little more doomy and gloomy. Mm-hmm. Um, my Facebook feed, I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends on both sides of the fence and, um, boy, the, um, the, the, the folks who, uh, voted for her really took it hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it, and it's, uh, it was, I, I wasn't at all surprised by that. You know, I'm mm-hmm. watching, I'm like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's <laughs> been, it's been interesting. It's been, it's been very interesting. So, uh, but anyway, uh, I'm a little <laughs> concerned about, uh, his, uh, you know, his, his cyber policies cause he doesn't <laughs> seem to go diddly. <laughs> Uh, brother, uh, sorry. Uh, anyway, now I'm starting to I'm starting to, uh, to to range a little bit there. But. Yeah. So, uh, so we had an election. Yeah, we did have an election, and, and we did talk about that for a second. 
Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. But what you're else we got off the docket for today. <laughs> you you are right about the polarization though, because uh, uh, one of the guys who works with me, his wife and daughters got in such a heated argument about it and would not be quiet about it. He said he left and went and got a hotel room for the night because he needed some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> wow i'm like that's oh, a serious man. problem <laughs> yeah oh man that's that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know i i i i wanted i started to um i started to put together a uh you know like a a blog post and then i was like no i'm just not gonna do it because I I'm pretty good with sound bites and quippy little you know Twitter Twitter and I we get along great you know I love expressing everything I have in 140 characters or well more now these days <laughs> yeah. but still um, but you know when it comes to composing a long epistle and waxing philosophical and so, I don't have the patience or the time or the interest <laughs> to do that so you know I, I started thinking stuff I was gonna write stuff like hey guys everybody you know the sun will rise tomorrow it will. Uh, you know, you still have your friends, unless, of course, you've unfriended each other on Facebook because you were so polarized that you couldn't stand to keep them around as friends. Mm-hmm. And, and then part of me, you know, the the, the, the really uh, sarcastic part was going to say, you still have your family, unless, of course, you know, <laughs> they've been deported already. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've already, they're gone. <laughs> I decided not Actually, to go that far. Yeah. <laughs> They actually went uh, on. They went on vacation, <laughs> like <laughs> Forrest Gump. Your daddy's on vacation. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't. I decided that my inhale. Who? Well, you know what? I just went that far now. So. <laughs> I mean, I didn't do it there. I did it here in podcast form instead. Sorry if I've offended you. Maybe oh. you're a little too easily offended. <laughs> so anyway. Okay. So, that's that. Topic that, one. Done. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else do you want to talk about? I got a number of things. I'm uh, uh I guess this my friend, I'm going to follow. I've 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 um I've had a significant impact on our uh, schedule these last few episodes. <laughs> it's your turn. Oh, well, and I, I will talk about or I will give Adobe Edition, which is what we use to clean clean up our audio. Uh kudos in that the the podcast with Kurt which mm-hmm. by far is one of my favorite podcasts we've done. And uh, was anything but Kurt, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> that, that gentleman is not appropriately named. <laughs> so, I mean, we definitely have to have him again, but the audio stream from you mm-hmm. was like mini, like in the decibel, you know, very small. Yeah. And yeah. then mine was through the roof. Off the charts. <laughs> Off the charts. And and I don't know why. I mean, I didn't really do anything different in the recording. Yeah. But Adobe Edition has these compressors and limiter, hard limits. And I ran a filter. Well, I tried going by an editing piece by piece to make mm-hmm. it work. And then I uh, was like, okay. Google's got to help me here, and I found <laughs> how Adobe Edition they got a they got a filter, an effect built in to bring up mm-hmm. the lows and shrink the highs and make it mm-hmm. all even. And it sound I mean they're in the highs, my highs that you know they're a little blurbled on the edge because the compressor kicks in, but mm-hmm. the overall it's perfect sound. I'm going to use that setting on every podcast so there that we are. so that we are equal across the audio. There used to be something called the levelator. 
Levelator? The Levelator. I don't think they maintain it anymore, but it was made by um, uh, the the same guys who do uh, did maybe do the IT Conversations podcast network. And I remember reading uh, using that years ago, back when I was uh, involved in uh, other podcasts. And it was a good, just a free little you know tool, and it was just great for leveling, you know, adjusting all the levels. And mm-hmm. and essentially, it took everything and normalized them. So if mm-hmm. you had one person who sounded like this, and then you had someone else who sounded like this, <laughs> the, both of them came out sounding kind of like this. Yeah. So it was pretty good. Now, of course. I don't know if you run through your equivalent of the levelator, that example that I just gave may sound completely silly. <laughs> it would yeah. be like that Monty Python skit. You <laughs> yeah. say tomato and I say tomato. <laughs> yeah. You say potato and I say potato. You know. <laughs> yeah. Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> so, anyway. uh, so so I've started working with a business coach. Um Really? Yeah, yeah. And this is, is this an outgrowth of the program that we were in together, or is this something totally separate? Uh, it's something totally separate. Uh, okay. the, the guy that I'm working with, his name is Billy Attaway, and he's a business coach out of uh, South Carolina, or okay. North Carolina, wherever Kevin Landers is, North Carolina. Kevin! <laughs> North Carolina, how did they end up voting? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure they went uh, they went red as well, <laughs> I think. But uh, so he's an EO coach. Well, I don't qualify EO, EO errors uh, and omissions. Uh, errors and omissions. No, the the <laughs> EO catalyst, the entrepreneur organization, I, or I don't remember what the O stands for. But they Me only neither. they only work with companies that are a uh, million dollars or greater to get them up to ten million. Um, course my company's not that big but i, I was gonna say have you gone through a <laughs> giant growth spurt while i wasn't yeah. looking i remember yeah. your numbers being that high when we were last working together yeah they're they're not that high but uh they have a like an eo catalyst to get you there to get into eo and uh, you know it's all this like well there there's a couple things holding me back from being uh, a better company and that is uh i need to make i mean i've got a good company but I need mm-hmm. to make my company better and more efficient. And I mm-hmm. mean, it, whatever you can do to make the company better, have you know quality training for my people, that I'm doing the right things. And I got to looking at what do I need to know that I don't know how to do. One, I'm not a CEO. Well, I am a CEO, but I've never received any formal training on how to be a CEO. Right. I, I've received training on Microsoft Exchange, you know, <laughs> Active Directory. You know, I've got all these certifications and trainings of these well, other wait, things. Wait, wait, you, you know, you know, Active Directory. That's kind of like an org chart. Therefore, you can run a company. <laughs> there, yeah, there you go. Right. But, right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, so I, I realized I needed more. I needed to be taught from a CEO, how to be a CEO, rather than me figuring it out and stumbling and bumbling like I've been doing all this time. Sounds reasonable. Sounds reasonable. So I ended up, uh, uh, Kevin was actually already on that track, and uh, that's how he found Billy. And so I was like, well, Kevin likes him. He's, you know, if I had a Nashville coach, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go to their office. I'm going to call him on the phone. We're going to... You know, so it doesn't really matter what state he's in. 
So, <laughs> right. it, but he's had telecom company that he's sold, he's bought, or he's ran and sold two different companies, you know, and he is, uh, teaching me how to be a CEO. First thing he said was, you know, oh, don't beat yourself up about not being a bad CEO. I'm like, I'm not beating myself up about not being a bad CEO, <laughs> but I'm knowing, I know where the deficiency is and I, that's what I want to work on. I want to work on being a better one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, but you're all right. You're doing fine. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just, I'm not trained in that. You know, if, if you, if, Microsoft said, "Hey Adam, we want you to be the CEO of Microsoft today." I'd say, "No way, man. You know, I'm not qualified to run that company." So, is that anything like the memes that I've been seeing, which has a picture of the new president elect doing a Google search of what does the president do? <laughs> I'm sorry. Who is keeping back at that? <laughs> yeah. bad host no excellent host <laughs> but yeah so the uh it has been good he you know and he's challenging me to do things that i haven't wanted to do and you know i can not do them because nobody's holding me accountable or i can make excuses or you know there's lots of things i can do to not do the things that need to be done and it's good oh, to i'm have somebody... afraid of, uh, on that you know <laughs> <laughs> So, but it's been good. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's definitely a positive dude. Uh, good to have around. I mean, it's a nice to have a sounding board of somebody who's been there and done that. Mm-hmm. Um, where our accountability group, which I, I still really like our accountability group, you know, we're all figuring it out together. There's right. no, you know, it's not like, Hey, when <sighs> I was doing that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean that 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 was one of the reasons as we've discussed that you know that I I left was like for me I just didn't have I didn't have the drive number 1, you know, to 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 grow my business the way that program was designed to do it. Um but you know, we were paying we were paying a lot of money and I was just like I want an expert telling me all these things, not just <laughs> a bunch of other guys who were, you know, it was kind of some days it was definitely the blind leading the blind. Mhm. And uh, it's just like, mm, yeah, no. So I'm I'm back in my comfort zone. I'm still pushing it, but you know, but but anyway. So so you have an expert, so that's good. So, and, yeah. Uh, has, has has he offered you any specifics? Uh, like, can you give us an example of something that you are doing differently? Um. Yes, I have. I have notes. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell us. Give us an example. Because some of our uh, listeners, as you know, are entrepreneurs and business owners. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do, uh, you know, they may, they may benefit from some of your knowledge. Okay. Well, one of the, one of the most important pieces uh, as the CEO that, I, you know, you know it. There's lots of things you know you know. You just got to be reminded that you know yeah. it and, oh, and yeah. enforce it and do it. Is that my job as the CEO is get the right butts in the right seats. Yes. And <clears throat> and that was something that's like, yeah, I know that. But then when you really like think about that, you're like, okay. And that he also asked the question, he and scaling up and everything else, asked the question, would you enthusiastically hire, rehire, the personnel that you have right now mm-hmm. and you're like uh oh uh, ah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well. you know and that's you know that's where you gotta you gotta be i mean yeah. so uh 
it's just asking hard questions and then doing something about them. So like today we talked about, let's see here. So we meet every Friday. You know, the he he asked, well, this one I'm I'm not 100% in agreement on and uh it it was actually a topic for discussion cuz it kind of made me think a little bit is outsource, you know, outsourcing different things. You know, outsourcing like just some of the things that you do so that you're not doing them as a small company, which I can see the benefit of that, but one of them was outsourcing help desk, the help desk itself. That mm-hmm. one's a tough one for me because I kind of <laughs> think that that's a un- one of my unique selling propositions is that mm-hmm. when my clients call, they're not getting a help desk. They're getting people that they know you know now, now you do realize of course that it's kind of funny as uh, because uh, for uh, at least some of my business I outsource my help desk to you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I can't comment on that <clears throat> but, really happy with the help we've gotten so far I'll say that much. <laughs> yeah. uh, well but but uh, you, you do have a easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, ha- you do have a known quantity you yeah, know, I've known you for years and your crew, and I know how you run your business and stuff. So yeah, before I would outsource my help desk to somebody, you know, else, yeah, I, I needed there. There was a vetting process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How would you do this? Well, first thing I would do is go to my script <laughs> and say, "What do you see? <laughs> you know, is it powered on? Yes, it's powered on. I emailed you. <laughs> okay." But, uh, well, like another thing was, you know, I was actually surprised at how, uh, how many of, uh, Robin's things he was like touching on. Uh, but one of them was asking for referrals from my existing clients for, Mm -hmm. on a regular basis for different, I mean, just make it part of the regular marketing program, Mm -hmm. you know, because he, he was, he was you know, asking me how important my marketing was to the business because, you know, a lot of people don't want to do marketing or don't enjoy it and they don't do it consistently. They go, they make that, uh, the, the camel humps or the pendulum swing. It's like, we'll do a whole bunch of marketing and then now we got a bunch of new clients. Hold up on the marketing now. Let's keep, you know. (laughs) Right, right. We're taking a break from marketing. I remember uh, (laughs) one of the guys in our group was doing that for a while and he, I remember him telling that and Rich was like, hmm, taking a break from marketing. Hmm?" (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So So that, that was one of the things that he's been reinforcing, but he didn't have to reinforce it to me. He just, because I, I believe in it, you know, the marketing is a percentage of your time, a percentage of your business that you've just got to do. And Mm -hmm. you keep doing it. Even when you've got business, uh, deal, deal with it. You know, if you, if you all of a sudden get too much business, you can, can turn clients away, <laughs> you know, without doing anything bad, you can turn clients away. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, there's, and he's been helping me with a lot of the things that I needed to do, like my unique selling proposition. What is that? You know, and I've got that and then he's helped me refine that a little bit, talk about it more, kind of, kind of what you were talking about, not just somebody telling me you need a unique selling proposition. You need it. Right. Yeah. I, I what believe, is your USP? What is what your is USP? It? Well, I don't know. Help me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, do that. You know, and then then you get the uh, 
I don't know what it what method is what teaching method it is where you give an answer but it's definitely wrong and they tell you nope that's not it (laughs) (laughs) yeah but and I had that I that that was that that style of teaching I have an amazing amount of tolerance for but it ticks me off like nothing (laughs) Um, back uh, several years ago my first couple of uh, Aikido instructors were like that there was just a lot of nope nope that's not it nope that's not it and I'd be like what is it what what, what am I doing wrong you know show (laughs) me tell me teach me but don't just tell me no that's not it because that doesn't narrow down the possibilities all that much Mm because one fewer than infinity is (laughs) not a heck of a big delta (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and one thing I'm going to try to do is do some more industry specific marketing. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be that's going to be useful. It, like none of that's new. It's just yeah. somebody saying, "Okay, this is what you need to do. Are you doing it?" Uh yeah. How can I help you make that better? You know, tell me what you're doing. Oh, this is what I'm doing. Uh, okay, do this. Do this. Here, try this. I've I did that, you know. One of them was uh you know, he's, he's really encouraging me to find the right talent and mm-hmm. finding the right talent is hard to do. And, and I'll be honest with you, I don't always chase the right talent because I don't think that I can afford them. Mm-hmm. But the reality is I can't afford not to get not them. To. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that's like the, uh, the argument when you tell uh, management that they need, you know, you need to pay for training for your employees and they say, well, what if we train them and they quit? <laughs> and the proper response to that is, what if we don't train them and they stay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've got a bunch of useless people. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, yeah, and giving me good ideas for getting people, you know, the uh, the LinkedIn, ZipRecruiter, Indeed, Facebook, Instagram. The Instagram one's a tough one for me because... Uh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I said on Instagram. Come but, on. But now. not every medium is appropriate for every industry. I will I will go that far. Maybe you can figure some stuff on Instagram, but I just can't see people wanting to follow uh, an IT services provider on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, I I was joking about that. I think maybe Kevin this morning. And I was like yeah, I guess maybe I could take a picture of a chair and say, wish you were here, you know? (laughs) This is me upgrading a firewall. (laughs) Watch me replace this hard drive. (laughs) You should be replacing this hard drive instead of me. (laughs) Great. Yeah. But it's good. It's good. Mm -hmm. Um, It, uh, I don't know what, uh, well, I don't don't want to tell his rate because I don't know if that's just common knowledge, but, yeah. It it uh it's expensive. It makes it uh mm-hmm. you know, I told Kevin I was like, "Well, I don't think I'm going to do this." And he said, "Well, you paid X to not do something somebody advised you to do." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, that's a good point." <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "I'm paying for this. I better do it." <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have I have clients like that. Yeah. I've told clients, you know, you need to spend this much and, you know, do this on these controls. And if you don't, bad things might happen. And they're like, okay, we're just going to, uh, and I was, I've been meaning to write this up into a blog post, but I had this client earlier when the, they got hit uh, by uh, a crypto locker variant mm-hmm. a while ago. 
And I said, all right, can we have another discussion now about, you know, mitigation controls to make sure this sort of thing doesn't happen again? And the response was, no, I guess we're just going to hope that it doesn't happen again. (laughs) Hope it doesn't happen again. (laughs) And for probably the first time, at least since my early 20s, I openly laughed at a client. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, you weren't joking. Sorry. <laughs> that was really funny. Oh, yeah. Hope is not a strategy. Yeah. You know, like, we, our building just burned down. We're going to put a sprinkler system in the new one? Nah, we're just going to hope that this one doesn't burn down. Yeah. Okay. We're going to okay. smoke less. Yeah, exactly. All right. It's cool. If it's all cool with you, I'm going to just leave the building now. <laughs> oh, well, let's see. So, Coming up, at least by the time this podcast is released, we'll be getting really close to Christmas. So you uh, have Christmas gifts for your clients? Do you do that? I don't do that much anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, A a couple of key ones, maybe, I might do that. But um, I have backed off on a um, uh, a lot of that kind of stuff. Not so much. Yeah, we did, well... Last year, we're doing Christmas gifts, uh, so I've got, uh, I've got, they should, ha- well, by the time this is released, they should already have them. <laughs> I've got my sister making, uh, she runs a catering company, and she's making Buckeyes, so we're giving boxes of Buckeyes to the, to my clients, which will be fun, plus I get a bunch of Buckeyes, I like those. <laughs> but last year, I did beer. Uh, did I tell you about that? I think you had mentioned it at some point, but I don't think we've discussed it on the podcast. Well, I did 750 milliliter Belgian-style bottles with a cork, a real cork, and a champagne top to hold the cork in, which is really a Belgian-style cork, uh, Mm -hmm. and gave them two different, and I made five different kinds of beers. And uh, it was about $1,000 in beer materials, and probably about 30 hours of my own time. I was going to say, there's some time involved in <laughs> yeah. that, too. Beer does not brew itself. <laughs> beer doesn't brew itself. And I said, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed that, because that's the last time I'm doing that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, what I really thought, you know, the thought process was, well, I'll do something homemade, and, and they'll enjoy it, and... Uh, I'll do it a little bit cheaper because I did the, there's a company in Franklin, the Chocolade Chocolate right. Factory. Mm-hmm. You did that. You or you had some of your yep. logo chocolate. Uh, yep. And I I did them one year and it was like, it was $1,000 to have yeah. my clients with their chocolate. I was like, well, this will be easier. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next time yeah. I'll just, I'll just pay somebody. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. Uh, <laughs> so I've been uh, to to move the conversation a little bit to the techie side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, have been using as my primary system now for a while my uh, Microsoft Surface, mm-hmm. and I bought it uh, earlier this year, and also bought a Surface Book for my right hand man at mm-hmm. Paradigm. Yeah, and. Uh, so now um, things shifted up a little bit, and now I'm using both. So I've I sort of inherited the book from him. He's using mm-hmm. a Macintosh, and um, I've got the Surface and the Surface Book. And I was having 
nothing but trouble with both of them. Yeah. It was amazing. And uh, like just, just horrible performance. The thing was freezing up constantly. And um, it seemed like, but I couldn't tell for sure, but it seemed to start uh, with Slack, which is our chat mm-hmm. application that yeah. we use. Now, here's the thing. Windows is supposed to be like one of these protected operating systems so that one application is not able to totally hose the entire system (laughs) and take down all the other applications. Uh Uh-huh. Not true. (laughs) So a while ago, um, I – it was just earlier this week, I said, okay, it – Looks like it is um, that the the problem starts from Slack. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop using Slack and I will just use the web version of it for a yeah. while. And I did for a day, no problems whatsoever. <laughs> okay, so I had done some searching online, wasn't able to find anything along. Did another search, found something. And found that if you run, if you launch Slack with a specific argument, um, there was some kind of problem with the notification system. And running it with this specific invocation disables that. And I did that. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty much been stable all week ever since (laughs) making that change. (laughs) So... Turns out it was Slack that was, you know, it's been several days now, and this this instability was happening at least once or twice a day, mm-hmm. and it hasn't happened. So I point the finger squarely at Slack, you you bastards, <laughs> for, <laughs> you know, for, for totally like messing up the performance on these systems. But you know, that's not supposed to be possible, Microsoft. So you know, there's obviously a, a flaw in Windows that's contributing to this problem. But anyway. Separate from that issue, on my Surface Pro 4, which has been my again my main machine for the the last uh, I guess eight months now, um, it was failing to install Windows updates. Mm-hmm. And as of last month, Microsoft has moved to a model where all uh, you know it's basically they're just releasing one monolithic update every month. Yeah. So this one update, boom, drops, and there you go. It's to the tune of 800 megabytes, almost a gigabyte of, of stuff. So it down. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's huge. And uh, didn't install last month, and it wouldn't install this month. So now I'm missing, like, all these updates for, for <laughs> Windows. And a lot of these are security updates, and I can't get them. So um, I decided, well, you know, Microsoft Tech Support, let me call you. Now, note, if you ever get a call from Microsoft Tech Support, <laughs> your listener... <laughs> it's not really Microsoft. Hang up on them. Okay? <laughs> yeah. They do not call you unsolicited and say, hey, we want to help you fix problems on your computer. That is a scam. You will regret it. <laughs> so I called them and uh, gave the guy remote access to my system, and he tried all the same things that I had already done and mm-hmm. then said, basically, oh, the next step is we have to reset your configuration. And I'm like, great, that's work. I don't have time to do this. I'll do this you know, in a few days. Thank you very yeah. much. So I tried the option where the, you know, and Microsoft Windows has several built-in ways to reset the configuration nowadays. So I tried the first one, which is the least destructive, supposedly rolls back the operating system and uh, preserves all your files and folders, but you need to reinstall all your programs. So your QuickBooks, your Microsoft Office, your Google Chrome, your Facebook Messenger, all these things need to be reinstalled. 
<coughs> fine. Did that. But before I went through and reinstalled all those programs, I tried to apply those missing Windows updates, and they failed. <laughs> I wasn't really surprised. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let's try the next option, which is deleting all your personal files and then, you know, still resetting everything. Great. So, like, same exact process, except it's going to wipe out all my files. And as it does that, it says, now, do you want us to wipe the hard drive clean? Because if you're giving this machine to somebody else, you should do that. Uh-huh. You know, and basically it just, you know, does a secure erase of the hard drive and undoes BitLocker. And I said, no, don't bother with that right now. Okay, great. Went through, finished up, still doesn't work. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not surprised. It's like, all right, let's try the whole thing where you do securely wipe the hard drive this time. Uh-huh. Go ahead and do that. Unable to actually completely secure wipe the hard drive. So, okay, fine. So I generated myself a little Windows installation USB thumb drive, reinstalled all that from scratch. Nice. Completely repartitioned the drive. Brand new, fresh installation of Windows 10. It boots up, and the touchscreen isn't working. <laughs> and the camera, because Windows 10 supports this feature called Hello, which is facial recognition to log in, which mm-hmm. is really kind of handy. Um, Windows tells me while it's doing setup, um, can't find the uh, camera and I forget what it said, but it was like, uh, you know, please correct this issue to proceed. <laughs> How am I supposed to fix this? You know, it's in the middle of setup. You please know, so contact like your a, system administrator. Pretty much. <laughs> so setup finishes. The pen's not working. The touchscreen isn't working. But the trackpad and the keyboard is working. So, okay, fine. So I go into device manager. And most of the hardware on this thing is not properly recognized. So I say... Update driver. Windows is unable to find a driver for this hardware. Please contact the manufacturer. (laughs) You are the manufacturer. This is a Microsoft Surface running on Microsoft Windows. So I found this downloaded, uh, you know, a fresh copy of the the complete driver package Mm -hmm. for the Surface. That installed. Now the touchscreen is working. But um, now I've noticed I'm trying to, so I've got this fresh install going on, and uh, I can't install my antivirus software because uh, Windows is complaining that a digitally signed driver is required. Oh, my goodness. And it won't let me install the antivirus. Now, shifting eight inches to my left is my Surface Book, which for all intents and purposes... It's pretty much the same hardware. Uh-huh. Okay? There's a lot in common. I'd say they're probably 80 90% the same, right? Mm-hmm. Running the same antivirus software on this one, and it's working just fine. Yeah. Over here, I have a brand new, clean, fresh installation of Windows, and it won't install. <laughs> <sighs> and this gets back to our question from a couple of weeks ago. How do normal people handle it? Well, <laughs> they don't. They just ignore it. Yeah. They just, they just nope. ignore it and pretend, eh, whatever. <laughs> Why would I ever install updates if they won't install? Just forget them. Yeah. <laughs> and antivirus isn't working. Yeah, that just stops me from doing stuff anyway. So. <laughs> well, you know, I've never had that particular thing happen on a Mac. And I'm not a big, big Mac guy, you know. Mm-hmm. But whenever I put in a Mac disk into a Mac computer, mm. it just works. Funny how that works. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Apple definitely has a much tighter grip on the hardware and software integration. Mm. I will give them that. I'm not an Apple fanboy by any stretch. I had my my time. I had you know time when I was. You know, this is great. I love this. This is amazing. But they they've made plenty of mistakes too. Oh yeah. Especially especially recently. Um, but. Um, Relative to this, they're they're still a little bit in the lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think they're scrambling right now because I keep getting iOS updates like mm. every week, mm-hmm. and they're all acting different. My wife's phone's making it's mm. it's now not even going to sleep. <laughs> Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah. It just yeah, stays on. My my iPhone 5s, which is getting a little long in the tooth. Um, is becoming a little less reliable. Like uh, voicemail, I get a voicemail, it won't play. <laughs> I have to reboot the phone, and then my voicemail will play. Ah. Uh, that's not cool, guys. You know, voicemail <laughs> is kind of an important function of the phone. <laughs> and and it's, it's interesting, because it makes you wonder, you know, most phones... Um, most most uh, cell phones, especially you know smartphones and stuff, have like two hardware platforms and they have mm-hmm. two operating systems. There's like the phone side of things, and then there's the computer side of things. Yeah, and that line is blurring. <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, like the the volume control and the mute button and stuff on an iPhone. It's all software now, right? Mm-hmm. And that's coming through the operating system. So when you want to say mute yourself when you're on a phone call, <laughs> I have had it. Where under iOS 9 on my iPhone 5S, um, <laughs> the indicators for mute or speaker or Bluetooth or handset icons were uh-huh. not reliable. <laughs> so, you know, you push a button and this is not like a physical ka-chunk, you know, switch <laughs> happening. It's just a button changes color. <laughs> And that's all you really know that has happened to your phone. You'd like to think that you're muted, yeah. but you don't know that you're muted. You know, so it's like you have to after you're muting something, you have to sort of say a test. Like, yeah, tap tap. Can, can you hear me now? Before you, you know, start talking about the other person behind their back, so to speak. Or you're on a conference call and you can't wait to go to the bathroom any longer. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you hear a toilet flushing and that person could have sworn that they had you on mute. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, so I don't know. I'm, uh, I, I, that, that, but it makes me, you know, really, really wondering about like cars. Cars are basically just big computers on wheels now. And more and more of the controls are going electronic and, you know, how long before we get to a point where you're like, oh, yeah, your, your car's not working. Yeah, just reboot it. <laughs> you know, what? I'm driving 85 miles an hour down the freeway and the brakes don't work. Well, just over. Just pull over and reboot it. You'll be fine. Wasn't wasn't it Jeep that was hacked? Yeah. Was it their car was hacked? Yeah. Like the Cherokee? Able to apply the brakes and stuff. And, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... And that was just an example. You know, yeah. Other, that could happen to others, too. Oh, so. yeah. Well, what if you got a Tesla? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I have a Tesla on order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, they're very electronic. They're very, very integrated. And I'm like, uh, yeah. I'm a little it hesitant. Is, it is a computer on wheels. I mean. Totally. 
Totally is. I mean, it's even a, a giant, big, you know, uh, battery. Yeah. <sighs> I told you there's a guy that's got a Tesla at the gym, and uh, it always makes me nervous because he's like, he's like looking down. And in listening to his music, I'm just afraid he's going to back up over me, you know, and it's going to go, poof. <laughs> it's well, so fast. <laughs> hopefully the Tesla's radar system will keep that from happening. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like, I can't tell if he's getting ready to move or not. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No shift <clears throat> in the gear or anything. Mm-hmm. So. I didn't realize how much that Surface Book looks like a MacBook. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a little bit of a uh, an overlap there, <laughs> a resemblance, <laughs> if you will. Uh, a lot of that, but that's true with a lot of different things, though. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, everybody's—I wouldn't say everybody's copying Apple, but a lot of people do copy their designs and liberally borrow. <laughs> so. Well, you know, I mean, how many ways can you make a little small laptop? I mean, there's only so many. Yeah. designs to make a rectangle that you can type on <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah but i mean if you look at uh like some of the dells i remember a few years ago after the macbook air came out the dells were just blatant rip-offs <laughs> of <laughs> you know of the uh of the macbook air so i was like guys there's not an original pixel on that screen <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. yeah well, have, have you fooled with the uh, the Pro, the 12-inch iPad? No, no, no. I have not. Well, I I I hadn't gotten one, or I hadn't spent the money on one, but I uh, I played with Kevin actually bought one, and man, it's just it's too big. <laughs> as yeah. far as a tablet goes, it's just too big. I uh, like my Mac Mini. I mean, my uh, my iPad Mini. Mm-hmm. That is the good size for a tablet. Yeah, I like the smaller one. I'm I'm okay with the the air. I've got the the nine inch air, and mm-hmm. I'm pleased with that. That's just, it's big enough when I want it. Uh, but yeah, there's times when I desire the screen to be a little bit bigger, but there's nothing I can do about it. It's not yeah. worth it. It's not worth the you know the, the other ninety percent of the time when I got to tote that thing around. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. No. I uh, I don't know. Um, I'm, pr- I'm pretty happy with the smaller one. And I also, I'm, I'm one of those weirdos who likes the smaller phones as well. You know, the one that can actually fit into my pocket. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Is yeah. that an SE? Or it's an SE. A- yeah. I haven't taken the plunge to upgrade to an SE just yet. I'm still on the 5S. And, uh, I'm just hoping that they maintain that. So all the cases and peripherals and stuff that I bought for my 5S will continue through another generation <laughs> to you know, function because they'll still fit. I don't know. So. I don't. I think that the. I don't know. No, no, they're they're different. They're different. Uh, mm-hmm. Or I mean, they're the same. I was thinking. I couldn't remember if they were just slightly different. Uh, the five and the five S are different. The SE and the five S are the same. Yeah, yeah. Because I really liked mine, and I didn't. Of course, I didn't. I wasn't keeping track of the family. Uh, I bought a six. And I didn't, I thought that I didn't have a choice that I was going to have to go with a bigger phone. And I got mm. the regular six, not the six plus. Mm. And it was just too big. I mean, I, mm-hmm. it's like, felt like I had a giant belt buckle on the side of my hip. So I just, yeah. I got yeah. rid of that and went back with this. The, I really like the camera. The camera's good on the SE. Sure. Uh, yep. Me as an amateur photographer, you know, I want the best possible camera yep. that I can. My only concern about the new seven is there's no jack for plugging in a wire. <laughs> and 
and I'm, you know, I mow the grass. I do lots of, I do lots of work, like outside work, and mm-hmm. I love to listen to a book. And mm-hmm. you can do that with battery-powered wireless earbuds that last. Will they last the whole time? Will they? I don't well, know. How big is your lawn? <laughs> yeah. Uh, less than less, right under an acre. Yeah. No, you'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> Just don't dawdle. <laughs> yeah. Be quick about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, because I like. Well, I actually use the like the Panasonic little push. You know, so it pushes in pretty good in your ear, and it makes that. Right. And locks into place, or it doesn't really yep. lock in, but yep. but it, it's good for keeping the sound out too when I'm mowing. Yep. So I'm, yep, yep, pr- yep. I gotta protect my hearing, man. Absolutely. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'm just concerned that you know anything that doesn't have like the little hoops to hang over my ears is gonna fall out because they always fall out of my ears, no matter what type of in the ear headbuds I've used. <laughs> Yeah, well, we must have the same ear canal shaping or misshaping, as it were, <laughs> because I can't I can't wear anything that like that. I could I never could wear Bluetooth. I always had to have one over the thing, and it never yep. stuck in my ear and just kind of flopped around on my face. And yeah, so yeah. now I've got the big trucker blue parrot for my headset. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's a. Uh, uh, welcome to McDonald's. How may I help you? <laughs> you know, do you want fries with that? <laughs> Would you like antivirus with that? Yeah. Would you like backup with that? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, what do you think? Anything else we need to talk about this week, or are we good? I I think we sufficiently killed an hour. I think we have. We uh, <laughs> we have entertained or dismayed our listeners for another solid hour here. That's great. <laughs> So thanks, everybody, for uh, listening. As always, if you've got any feedback you want to send to us, best way to do it is uh, hit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. But uh, we also have a Facebook page, Facebook.com slash BlurringTheLinesPodcast. And uh, you can leave any sort of critique or criticisms or whatever you like there. If you've got something bad to say about us, just direct it to Adam. <laughs> yeah. and, um, because I'm really thin-skinned, I can't take that. And, uh, you know, I'm likely to retaliate. So. <laughs> well, I just uh, ignore that post. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll take away my Twitter feed from you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, Peter. Thank you, you, Adam. It's been fun, as always. Yep. Have a good weekend. Time for the big red button? Time for the big red button. Big red button! (laughs) To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.